Growing up, one of the ongoing adversaries or adversaries my family experienced was the kitchen sink. We had multiple kitchen sinks over our time. We always eventually swapped them out with the hope of solving this solution when the kitchen sink was clogged. It was an ordeal every time that the sink was clogged. First, we would try and clear out the drain, the garbage disposal. If that didn't work, we would flush draining fluid through the pipe. This never worked. I actually am personally convinced that any kind of uh, draining fluid is probably a scam. I don't know if they actually work. But they never worked for us. Following this, we would finally resort to the unthinkable, to opening the drain pipe outside and blasting water through the system with the garden hose. Eventually, we would break up the clog and all the gunk and nastiness from the sink would blast out of the drain pipe entrance. It was usually gross, and me and my brothers, the boys, would be the ones who cleaned it up. Now, I share this with you because y'all and I have something in common with the kitchen sink. This isn't meant to be an insult, but more an allegory. <laughs> if we aren't careful, we can get clogged up and struggle to function. Now, I don't want to leave this too much to the imagination, but specifically, I'm talking about our ears. Our ears can get clogged up with all kinds of gunk. Obviously, the earwax can build up. It's actually a function of our body to help prevent things that aren't supposed to get into our ear from damaging us. But uh, other things can get stuck in there if we're not careful. Crayons, when we're little, we want to shove things into our ears. Um, my sister once got stung by a bee, which was terrible. Um, so sometimes things can really gunk up our ears and actually prevent us from hearing, prevent us from really uh, being able to function with our ears. And sure, this can happen physically, but it can also happen spiritually, with our spiritual ears, so to speak. Over time, we can allow all kinds of things to get clogged in our ears, like fear and anxiety, worry, these things that can really crush us and really take our attention away, where we're only listening to these things that cause us distress or desolation or dread. If we let these things clog our ears, we cannot truly hear that we are debilitated, we become deaf to the Lord in particular. In this case, like the deaf man, we are in need of healing. We need someone to come in and break up this clog so that we can live in freedom, not controlled by fear or anxiety or these things that have prevented us from hearing the truth, free from fear and worry, and instead living by faith and charity. We see a vivid example of this in the literal healing of a deaf man with a speech impediment. This man was likely deaf his whole life. And upon hearing of Jesus' entry into this new town, is brought by friends or perhaps family to be healed by Jesus. Now we see that especially in Mark, previously to this, moving up to this point, Jesus has had mixed response. That most people don't know him. And when they kind of figure out who he is, uh, they either reject him or get really enthusiastic. Uh, Jesus likely just entered the town at this point, yet people are already approaching him in faith, that his reputation is starting to spread. This can mean that Jesus is already seen as a miraculous healer, one who heals those who have ailments, casting out demons, uh, and preaching with very powerful words. We too are called to have a similar faith in Christ when we or someone we know needs healing, whether it be physical or spiritual, that we are called to be like these townsfolk, to, to trust that, okay, the Lord can heal me. I've heard these great things. 
I've heard of what this Jesus can do. And to go to him trusting in faith that he can heal me or heal those who I know are sick, who are struggling. Jesus then takes the man aside personally, you notice. He actually takes him away from the crowd one-on-one. He does not heal the man in front of the crowd like a spectacle, but desires to heal him in a more personal way, a more private way. This is also true for us, same as it is for the deaf man, that the Lord wants to be with us in a personal sense. We are called to a personal relationship with the Lord in order to recognize him and hear his voice. Now, that isn't to say we shouldn't be encouraged to pray over each other or to come together in praying as a group, but we're also called to develop this personal relationship with the Lord, especially the most difficult or or, uh, 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 intense struggles in our lives, those wounds that we really need to bring to the Lord in in private um, to ask for that healing there. Jesus then heals a deaf man in an actually very odd and physical way. We actually see with these images up on the projectors, um, Jesus sticking his finger in this man's tongue. Uh, which is kind of interesting. Jesus could have healed this man with just his words. We've seen it happen before in the scriptures. But he chooses to heal him through the sense of touch instead, a very physical healing. This is likely because the deaf man could not hear, obviously. So Jesus used touch to heal the man. He used his touch in place of his words to communicate what he was doing, communicate this healing reality. There's actually a deeper uh, truth to this as well, that we are both physical and spiritual beings. That there's a physical reality to our faith as well. How we are healed, the sacraments all have this physical dimension. That we interact with our faith in a very physical way with our, our bodies that are truly part of us. So we have this physical healing that reaches into that deeper connection between our physical and spiritual state connected to make us one. When we are deaf to the Lord's words as well, Uh, he may intervene in our lives in a very uh, interesting or odd way, that we might not hear him. Similarly, how the deaf man could not hear. That the Lord may intervene to get our intention. He may also use somebody else to really direct us to the Lord. This can come in all kinds of ways. The Lord actually works in some very interesting ways when we're not listening to him. Um, So especially when we we realize these things, realize these ways in which the Lord is actually going, you know, around the normal way of contacting us through his words or through prayer, that um, we become attentive to that. It's like, oh, okay, like, you know, I don't know this man. My my friends and family brought me to Jesus, or this man, I don't know his name, and he he stuck his fingers in my ears and stuck um, his finger in my tongue. And this is what's interesting. Jesus puts his fingers in the man's ears. It's like a literal unclogging of his deafness. He's directly touching the problem, touching the illness and curing it in a very physical way. By putting his fingers, he's actually taking away that deafness and healing him, replacing it with that ability to hear. And then he rubs saliva, his saliva, he spits on his finger and rubs it on the man's tongue. Again, which sounds, especially now in the world of COVID, it sounds like an intense thing to do. Um, But it's that very visceral reality of that physical connection that the Lord has with this deaf man. That he is doing this direct translation of what's going on. That I'm giving you the ability to speak, the ability to proclaim. Which is incredible. This man was just deaf. He just struggled to speak to make himself be heard. And now he has this ability to hear, both hear the words of Christ and to proclaim what has happened to him. To proclaim this incredible miracle. And Jesus, as he's doing this, he's looking upward. He's actually praying. And you hear him, it says he groans or he lets out a sigh. That he's 
uh, actually very uh, intensely involved in this operation of healing this guy. That he's in this deep spiritual prayer. He's directly uh, referencing to the Father. And then he says the word, the command. It's kind of a tongue twister, a one-word tongue twister. It comes from Aramaic, meaning open. It's ephatha. And Deacon did a really good job of, of saying this word. I'm actually really impressed. But ephatha. And he, which means to be open. He literally opens up. He clears the clog. This man can now hear and speak and proclaim what has just happened. Proclaim the truth. Proclaim the gospel. And it's interesting. Now the man can hear Jesus, uh, Jesus and not just see his actions. That he can now hear his voice, hear his words. He can now hear the words of Christ and proclaim this miracle that he has just received. Notice now he tells the crowds, not to share what happened. He says, all right, I'm going to heal this guy. You can now hear and speak, but now I don't want you guys to talk about this, which is almost a contradiction. But imagine the deaf man's reaction to that. How could he keep quiet? This rush of emotion, this rush of joy and excitement, maybe of awe, maybe a little scared, that he just has, now he has the ability to hear, probably for the first time ever, and to speak and to be heard. So of course he's going to go out and proclaim these great deeds of our Lord, proclaim this incredible miracle. The whole crowd is also overwhelmed by this miracle, and they cannot help but proclaim, he has done all things well. He makes the deaf hear and the mute speak. This calls back to the first reading we hear from Isaiah, when the prophet speaks directly of this happening. And he's speaking of God's power, not man's power, not a prophet's power, but God's power to heal all ailments. Now this crowd proclaims Christ's healing power, acknowledging him as Christ, acknowledging his divine nature as the Son of God. More than a physical healing of deafness, there is a spiritual healing of deafness. Now the crowd's ears have been cleared, and they can hear clearly the words of Christ. They can hope in the presence of the Savior. They are no longer slaves to fear or worry or dread, but experience the freedom of hope and faith in the Lord. There is great hope in the phrase, He has done all things well. Imagine them in that explosion of excitement and hope in that phrase. Imagine if you could bottle that up and sell it. You'd be a billionaire if you could sell that hope. If you could give it to people and say, it's going to be okay. We're called to draw on this, to hear this and to receive it as a sign of hope as well, especially as we do hear things that can discourage, that can um, cause us to be fearful or worrisome. We are called to have the same faith and hope that the crowd does, that witness this miracle as they saw it in person and as we hear it proclaimed today in the gospel. We are called to be healed from fear and anxiety over the ways of the world that clog our ears and prevent us from having true freedom in hope and faith. There are many things that can clog our ears and make us deaf to the Lord, to the Holy Spirit. There are many things that we do ourselves listen to. It can come in the form of news, advertisements, music, whatever it might be. These things that can draw us into a negative state, that can clog our ears with, again, this fear, this anxiety. These things that pull us away from the Lord and take away our attention and direct it towards something else, something more sinister. As a result of this, we are also unable to proclaim the gospel the gospel in hope and charity, that we are left with nothing to give. If we don't hear things, we can't feed that to other people. We can't give that to other people. We can't proclaim. Just like the deaf man, we become incompetent in our speech. We have this impediment that prevents us from truly speaking the gospel. Therefore, I propose 
that we take some time this evening, perhaps before we go to bed, before we start our week, to reflect on those fears and anxieties that clog our ears, those things that we receive in hearing that can really take us away from the Lord, and to ask the Lord to cure us of any deafness that prevents us from truly hearing him, from having the freedom of hope, and to give us the courage to proclaim what we have heard in faith. Amen.